You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, hello, this is your host of Real People OC, Kimberly Martin, and I'm excited to be in the studio today to bring to you the CEO of the Newport Beach Film Festival, Greg Schwenk. And Greg's going to talk to us about how this festival got started, how it how it's growing up to become one of the more recognized film festivals in the country. And what is a film festival to begin with? I kind of want to know a little bit more about that. But one of the special things that they're doing at the film festival this year is they are um, it's the Orson Welles Centennial, and they're honoring the master. So there's a lot to be seen and heard and learned about for the film festival. And I just wanted to be able to bring in the expert of the film festival to tell you all about it. So welcome to the studio, Greg Schwenk, the uh, CEO and co-founder of the Newport Beach Film Festival. So glad Thank to have you. you. Oh, glad to be here. Wonderful. Okay, so gosh, take me back a little bit to the very beginning of this story. Sure. So... Uh, uh, my background is investment banking. I was working for Citigroup, actually, at the time, uh, in uh, middle market merger acquisition. That's basically uh, advising uh, companies under $500 million in revenue uh, on the best strategies to grow or to sell or exit their business. And I also happened to be working with the Economic Development Committee for the City of Newport Beach. Uh, that was an, uh, a group that was founded to help advise the city on sort of all matters um, dealing with economic growth and and the like. And there was an opportunity to uh, forge this event. And uh, I've had a background actually in sort of the business side of show business. I had I would I had gone to school up in Northern California, worked my way through school. And the very first project I was working on for this, this organization was uh, uh, a study on the economic impact of film production. And we examined all the different major studios around the world. We looked at uh, their impact on the local economies and really kind of fell in love with that side of it. And then also in investment banking, I'd done a few deals uh, that dealt with film libraries and uh, post-production and uh, special effects companies. I can see your passion for that. There's such, there's, when you love business, there's such a joy when you find that intersection between creative talent and then making that, the showcase of that profitable. You know, it's such a tricky, it's such a tricky equation. And usually the person that's the creative part of that side of the equation, they, they can't make it in the business world. So when that comes together, it's, it's really a great marriage, isn't it? Almost certainly. I mean, you look at it, uh, whatever, one out of five businesses fail within their first year. Uh, I would say that that number <laughs> uh, is probably much larger when you're dealing with uh, nonprofit, especially arts nonprofits. Um, it, it, it just, it's just so hard to fuse those two passions and interests together. Okay, so help me understand, as a complete newbie to understanding what film festivals are, why a film festival? Sure. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to look at it from the context of why the Newport Beach Film Festival. In that, if you look at Newport Beach, um, it's it's an incredible setting. I mean, there's there are very few places in the world that could rival uh, the destination that is Newport Beach. And 
if you, uh, the, the concept of a film festival uh, was a natural one for us. And so we sat back and said, beautiful location, great proximity to Los Angeles, uh, and that has helped us throughout the years to bring down uh, both key talent in front of and behind the camera, as well as those industry executives that are in the distribution, sales agents, uh, and acquisition sides of most of the major studios and other companies. So it was that perfect fusion between this is a beautiful place and we want to shine the spotlight on Newport Beach. And then we want to use um, our opportunity to bring down the business executives from Los Angeles to, to give back to the filmmakers in that um, we will work with well over 400 to 500 filmmakers who are coming out for the festival. Uh, and we want to make sure that not only is their screenings, are, excuse me, not only are their screenings uh, enjoyable, uh, well attended, and with a very lively Q&A afterwards, but that if, if their goal is to have their film acquired or to gain access to the film industry, we want to make sure that those people are also in attendance. So you have to make sure that your attendance of film Film industry experts is pretty robust, don't you? Uh, we definitely try. I mean, it's, it's something that you know. It, it, it we it varies from film to film in that some films already have distribution, thus you're not going to get many distributors coming out to those screenings. Some films, uh, from a genre-specific uh, standpoint, don't play well overseas, so you may not get many sales agents that are looking at selling into territories outside of the U.S. So it's it's a it's a complex. Uh, formula, but I'd say that, again, given that we are an hour away from Los Angeles and that we're a destination that people would want to come to anyway, uh, this is an opportunity to marry together the the business side of show business and the uh, you know luxury destination that is Newport Beach. Right. I just had the pleasure of doing cover coverage on Orange County Fashion Week. And she shared some of the statistics of tourism here in, in Newport Beach. And it was astounding how much tourism money fashion brought to Orange County. I, it was eye-opening. And um, that's Catherine Marino. She was the CEO of Orange County Fashion Week. Oh, and it, it's, it's so interesting to see how clever some of you all are about bringing revenue to Newport. It's it's amazing. No, we're, we're very excited about it. And we, we partner with uh, the major hotels here. Uh, we have special discounts uh, to out-of-town guests. Uh, we bring together approximately 60 of our local restaurants to do uh, our, some of our spotlight galas, not only for our opening, uh, but also throughout the, the week of the festival. And we do a, a heavy social media cross-promotion between those restaurants and the festival. And it's, it's what's wonderful about the Newport Beach Film Festival is that we are probably the top luxury lifestyle film festival in the U.S. in that the brands uh, and the companies that we are working with are the very best. And the audience that we interact with has come to expect that experience. So the idea of food, film, and fashion is one that we've kind of uh, combined together at the Newport Beach Film Festival to give uh, the uh, sort of Hollywood and glamorous entertainment experience to all of our partners. So it's, it's worked out really well. Okay, good. Um, if somebody wants to go online and find out about the Newport Beach, Newport Beach Film Festival, where would they go? 
uh, they would go on, they would log on to www.newportbeachfilmfest.com. So newportbeachfilmfest.com. Okay. All right, so take us back to the beginning. What was it like doing a startup of a film festival? Uh, by far, it was the most challenging and difficult business venture ever uh, that I had embarked upon. Uh, it, it's something where it's a crazy business model. It's something where, uh, you know, if you look at it uh, from a business perspective, you are building a business that is in operation technically only about eight days out of the year. And just when you're getting good, you shut it down for a year and you start planning for the next one. And you're doing this uh, as a volunteer. You're doing this with a, a cadre of volunteers who are very passionate, uh, but they are still volunteers. And you've got uh, a core team of people that work throughout the year to, to build and grow this endeavor. And you have all the different pressures that a business would have. So it's, it's all the complexities of a for-profit business with all the intricacies of a nonprofit, along with a highly sensitive seasonal event. So it's all this fused together in a way that uh, definitely has caused uh, extreme hair loss on my part. <laughs> oh, so you're going to blame it on the film festival, huh? That's right. I've got to blame it on something. <laughs> I, I think your DNA had a little more to play in that. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but, well, I don't know. Every president I know does go gray, so maybe there is something to it, a little stress. Yep. <laughs> well, um, okay, so some of the reasons why people would attend a film festival, let's go into some of those, because they might be different reasons for every different attendee, and you probably try to meet the needs of many different attending parties, right? Sure. Well, I can give you an example. Um, opening night of the film festival. Opening night for our film festival has been touted as kind of one of the best opening nights of any film festival in the world. Um, and for this year, I can give you an example. We are going to be doing uh, a special screening of Russell Crowe's directorial debut, The Water Diviner. An incredibly moving uh, film. Uh, it's, um, it's a period piece set uh, in post-World War uh, I uh, in Gallipoli, uh, the, and the, um, Russell Crowe is an Australian farmer whose three sons have uh, he's been alerted that they have been killed in the battle. And he goes over to bring their bodies back home to Australia. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a journey of discovery and of you know, sort of forgiveness, and it's an opportunity uh, to explore this, the nuances of, of that region. And it's just a beautifully touching and moving film. And afterwards, we have uh, a gala celebration uh, that's going to be held at Fashion Island. And that includes 25 of the top restaurants here in Orange County, a private performance by Cirque du Soleil, and hosted bar by Tito's Handmade Vodka and Remy Quattro and Stella Artois Beer. So that is sort of the quintessential film festival experience. Major premiere film, uh, high-end celebrities, and uh, really, really beautiful post-party in an incredible setting. And so getting people to come out to that, that's something that, that, that we always work for because I think if you come out to nothing else, trying that and experiencing that, you, you, so you want to go to everything then. Right, right. Okay, so now your film festival this year 
is this is your 16th annual film festival. That is right? correct. And it starts on the 23rd. That's a Thursday of April. That is correct. We run Thursday to Thursday. Okay, Thursday to Thursday. So eight days worth of fun. Yes. And then so that's 350 films from over 50 different countries. How, how how do you pack all that in? Do we have enough venues to? to uh, we actually this? are one, we are the we are the fastest growing film festival on the West Coast. We are the largest entertainment uh, event of our kind in Orange County. Uh, we're one of the largest film festivals south of Los Angeles, and uh, we take over 15 screens, host 20 uh, galas, receptions, uh, major events. Uh, we have a seminar series that uh, is 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 highly regarded, and that's free to the public, uh, and that's on Saturday and Sunday, and that, that covers things like uh, um, uh, directing, cinematography, uh, editing, acting, and animation, and music composition. So there's just truly something for everyone. Interesting. Well, it's, it's pretty incredible that you offer that for free. That's both Saturday and Sunday of the film festival? That is correct. Okay. And then, so what say you about the other events, the galas? Are those open to the public to purchase tickets, or how yes. does that work? Everything we have at the festival, that if you go onto our website, is free and open to the public. That's, that, that's one of the things I, I definitely want uh, your listeners to, to take away. So many people hear about Sundance, they'll hear about Toronto, they'll hear about, hear about Tully Ride, uh, maybe Cannes. And those are, those are events that are uh, luxurious, but very exclusive and um, very elitist. And at the New Provision Film Festival, we are very luxurious. We're very beautiful as far as the events and activities that we put on, but we are very accessible. Um, we, we are here for the community, and that community is Southern California, and we want people to come out and enjoy great film in a beautiful setting. And so, yeah, so all of our events, the opening night, um, the, our, our, our Friday night showcase, our Saturday night centerpiece events, uh, our international showcases that we do throughout the week and our closing evening, uh, those are all open and ticketed events for the public, and uh, I, I feel, they're frankly, they're very reasonably priced. Okay. All right. So if you go online, you can find that out again at NewportBeachFilmFest.com. What's, um, what's the average price of a, a ticket for a day? Um, t- for our general screenings, they're $14. For a gala uh, at, during the week, uh, that's $45. Uh, our weekend galas, and the, and the gala prices are film and gala. So you get to pick a movie, go see the movie, and then go to the after party, and those are $65. And again, that's including food and entertainment and open bar. And uh, I really feel that that's a, a wonderful value for, for a couple or an individual wanting to come out and experience something really new and special. And do you have a limit on how many tickets you can sell for each of these events? Uh, yes, we do. And that's, uh, I was I say, a number of our films have already sold out. Uh, it's something where we're limited by the number of seats in the theater. So, okay. um, you know, once once we hit that, then we can no longer sell tickets uh, to the screening. We do have we do have some people who say, "Ooh, I want to come to one screening and six parties." Uh, and so we're, <laughs> we're we're happy to accommodate that person as well. Uh, but we would encourage people to take advantage of the great films that we have. Okay, very good. Uh, what are some of the surprises in terms of the films this year? Oh, what are some think, of the ones to watch for, other than this great Russell Crowe one you mentioned? Sure. Uh, awesome film called Slow West. Uh, it's a revisionist western, and this is where it gets really cool. It is basically a, a U.K. Uh, talent film. So you've got um, uh, Cody Smith-McPhee and uh, Michael Fassbender. It is... Uh, 
a um, definitely an American story shot in New Zealand, and uh, awesome, awesome film. Uh, it, it, it did exceptionally well uh, on the festival circuit thus far, and we're the West Coast premiere for that film. Uh, a Little Chaos, uh, that is uh, Alan Rickman's directorial debut, and that stars Stanley Tucci, uh, Kate Winslet, and it's, it's a, a wonderful uh, period piece uh, about uh, Kate Winslet's character, who is a landscape artist who is uh, given the opportunity uh, to uh, uh, enhance uh, the gardens of Versailles. Oh, wow. Interesting. Now, um, oh, go ahead. We also have this year the, um, the dual uh, Sundance uh, audience and grand jury prize winner, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Uh, that was a huge coup from my programming team to get that as for the West Coast premiere. Uh, we have a film called Miss India America, and uh, that was actually shot here in Orange County and financed through um, producers here in Orange County. And uh, we're very excited for that film. Um, uh, Set Fire to the Stars. Uh, that is um, a uh, story about Dylan Thomas. It was shot in Wales, and as part of our UK showcase. So we've got just, and that's just that's just sort of the opening weekend, Friday Saturday type films. Very interesting. So, um, just curious. When when you have these big gala events, do a lot of, or the openings for the actual movie screenings, do a lot of the celebrities attend to come and watch their screening? Oh, yes. Uh, we've got a film, uh, Jackie and Ryan, and that's playing on Saturday evening. And uh, we've got uh, the two stars for that, uh, Ben Barnes and Catherine Heigl. They'll be attending. Uh, we've got, I'd say, of... of of the 350-plus films, I would say 90% of our films will have some form of talent appearing with that film. Oh, very interesting. So you roll out the red carpet. Oh, we definitely do. <laughs> oh, very nice. All right. Well, very good. Um, so what do you see for the future of the film festival? Because it certainly seems like it's grown at a rapid rate. I know you probably had your heartaches along the way. But um, what do you see it going to um, in the coming years? Well, uh, I, I think there, there are a couple of verticals within the film festival that we're definitely always going to continue to build and grow. Uh, one would be our collegiate program. And since I'm on with KUCI, uh, we've, we've incorporated uh, UCI's uh, film program for the first time uh, this year. And we're going to continue to add in more schools and really build that opportunity for uh, college uh, students who are working on their, their major works to screen uh, in, on the big screen in front of an enthusiastic audience. And that also allows us to get uh, a number of the uh, local high schools involved who may want to bring out students who are thinking of attending those schools. So we've got Chapman and UCI, uh, USC, UCLA, Saddleback, uh, Orange Coast College, uh, Cal State Fullerton, Cal State Long Beach, and so for the future, we're hoping to, to, to grow that program if we can get some additional funding and, and support for that. Uh, our art, architecture and design series, um, those are, a series, those are a series of films that incorporate art, architecture, or design. Uh, we've been ranked as one of the top festivals in the U.S. Uh, for that series. Uh, and so we want to continue to work with um, local designers uh, and architects uh, to integrate them into some of the, the major films that we have screening at the festival. Our action sports program, 
uh, is outstanding, uh, whether it's surf, skate, snowboard, wakeboard, and the like. Uh, we're going to continue to always build and grow that segment of the festival, given how many people and companies here in Orange County and Southern California have a focus uh, on the action sports industry. Very personal to those of us here in the yep. area, for sure. And, and then um, uh, we are, for the first time, uh, doing a special program on crowdsourcing. Uh, we're working with the company Seed and Spark uh, to do a uh, uh, intensive seminar on that that whole phenomenon of how we are changing. <laughs> yes, changing the financing landscape uh, for filmmakers, and we've received a great deal of uh, of interest in that particular uh, segment of the festival. And uh, one of the things that we're thinking about for the future is actually having a whole business component uh, to the film festival. And, and really kind of focusing on the, the financing distribution, uh, the technology side, whether it be the red camera or virtual reality, or maybe we're also looking at some ideas for the future within the, the gaming uh, sector. So really kind of adding in a, a, a component that's, that would be a, a, a radical new step. So we're, we, are, we are definitely looking at that idea for, for the future. Now that'll be part of your seminar series then on the weekend? That is correct. That'll be included. Okay. And anybody can go online to newportbeachfilmfest.com to find out about that weekend that seminar series that is uh, free and open to the public, right? Correct. Now, this year you announced the Made in California program. Tell me a little bit about that. That looks really interesting. Sure. Uh, we're working with the California Film Commission. Uh, this was uh, the year that uh, our governor uh, uh, enacted, the, I think, the largest incentive program in the history of California for keeping to keep filming here in, in the state. And um, we felt it was important to really talk about and to shine a spotlight on California, uh, not only from the standpoint of uh, the, the, the great talent that we have here, but also the locations. So we're working with filmmakers, uh, short filmmakers, so those are in shorts under, shorts that we use the Academy uh, designation, so anything under 40 minutes in length is a short film. And we're working with those, those filmmakers to find the very best films that utilize location uh, in their, their work. And that's not only from the iconic, whether it be the Newport Beach Wedge or uh, the Golden Gate Bridge or the Coronado Hotel, but it's also uh, the use of, of location uh, as a substitute for somewhere else in the world. So if, if, if your characters are, are, are making their way through the Alps, uh, that might be the, the mountains of Northern California. Or if they're trekking through the Sahara Desert, that might be one of the deserts in California. So we're, that's, that's what we're really looking at for the Made in California section of the festival this year. Okay. All right. So now for those um, those interested parties that are filmmakers themselves, when do you call for the entries to, for people to submit their films to you? Well, there's, there's two things. <clears throat> I'd like to say that. Excuse me. One is that we have so many filmmakers who come out who don't even have a film in the festival. One, they want to see who's getting in. Uh, two, they want to meet the filmmakers, and I have talked to so many, so many filmmakers who said, oh my gosh, one, I got some financing out of coming to Newport, which is always a great thing to hear. Two, I found my DP, or I found my screenwriter, or I found an actor, it, and that's just 
through the, the, the socializing and the networking that filmmakers can do at a festival like the Newport Beach Film Festival. And then on the submission side, we're always looking for great film. And uh, it starts with the filmmakers making a great movie and then submitting it to the festival. And the submission for the 2016 festival uh, will open uh, on August 1st. Oh my, that comes up quickly. It does. So, so talk to me a little bit about the daunting task of reviewing all those films. You are unique in that you spend a little more time going through this than other film festivals. Let's talk about that. Sure. So when we started the festival, uh, we began attending a number of other festivals around the U.S., talking with their teams, seeing how they, you know, kind of getting best practices. And we would chat with our counterparts at very large festivals, and they would say, oh, yeah, we watch about 20 minutes of a feature, and if we don't like it, we turn it off. I thought, oh, that just seems, that's so, that's so crushing. Very crushing. Oh my. And I said, you know, if, if a filmmaker is going to take the time to, to make a film, and then they're going to take the time and money to submit it to the Newport Beach Film Festival, I want to be respectful to that. And so uh, we guarantee that every submission, every official submission that is sent in to us uh, will be reviewed five times in its entirety. And we do that by, one, uh, creating and training a review committee that's made up of very passionate and interested members of our community who have gone through uh, uh, some training programs with us of what to look for and you know, make sure that we've, we've got them understanding plot and character development and what cinematography is and the like. And what's important from that facet is it's giving us a, a sounding board of would this resonate with our audience. And then three members of that will walk, of that very large committee, three members will watch a film. And then the programming staff of the festival. These are people who have a strong background in film. Uh, they, may have, uh, they may have gone to film school. They may have uh, a strong background in creative writing or, or, or other related um, uh, backgrounds and, and interests. And these are people who focus just on programming uh, films at the festival. And so two members of that group will watch. So five people in total will give a review of each and every film. And uh, I know of another festival that puts that much energy and time into the review and rating process of the films that are submitted. Now, you said that group of people that are looking at the films is rather large. Can you give us an idea of how big that is? I think the last time I was talking to the director of that part of the company was it's about 300 people. Okay. So a little bit like the Academy. <laughs> very much like that. <laughs> the Newport and, and Beach Academy. It is. It's, it's, it's similar in that we, we wanted to get a good cross-section and not to not to bore people, but I, I, if I could if I could wish, I would give seven reviews, and I would then you know knock out the two outliers and concentrate on the five uh, core uh, scores for a film. We just don't have enough to do that right now, but that is my ultimate goal with that. But we're we're always looking for ways to in, include and incorporate our community, and getting them involved in the process of selection. We think is a, is a wonderful way to start that. Okay, interesting. Now, so it looks like you have segments of film that you're looking for. Is is that landscape of that lineup change every year, or are you looking to create continuity so that year over year you'll have that art, architecture, and design film series, the music film series, and um, maybe even the youth film showcase? Yes. Uh, we do try to always uh, 
focus on those different verticals within the festival. Uh, but also we realize that sometimes the, the, the film isn't there. A, a for example, um, years ago we had a German spotlight, uh, an evening, evening that was part of our uh, European showcase. And the, we really felt the quality of German film had declined a little bit. And instead of bringing in a, a film we didn't feel that would, be, uh, that would resonate with uh, the audience here in Orange County in Newport Beach, um, we decided, well, well, we will just not do a German spotlight. Uh, so this is our first year that we brought a, a, the German spotlight back, and uh, very excited uh, to be able to do that again. And, and so it's that's we, we're always we're always looking for quality, and so it's something where if um, if it's not there, then uh, we're not going to screen it. Okay, very interesting. Now I also noticed that most of the film festivals are happening in September around the world. Uh, I, I would imagine that choosing April was a bit strategic for you. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, uh, it is, uh, it's the closest we could get to the summer with, while still having a festival in that uh, the studios and the theaters will not release uh, theaters for us to use once the summer blockbuster season has started. Okay. Uh, it also is a time for us to keep uh, Newport Beach as a destination in the minds uh, of our key drive markets, uh, Los Angeles, San Diego, and the Inland Empire. So there's an economic development side to the film festival as well, and we are, we are not uh, blind to that, and we're always trying to find ways to enhance that as much as possible. So having it right before our high season and right before it's time for people to start thinking about, hey, where should I go for maybe a, a weekend getaway during the summer, we, we want to keep people... Uh, reminded and aware of uh, the beauty that is Newport Beach. So true, so true. Well, listen, I have really enjoyed the time, uh, Greg. Any parting thoughts you want to share with our listeners? No, I, I, I have enjoyed it very much as well, and I would just tell everyone to check out NewportBeachFilmFest.com, and if, if they've ever wondered what Sundance or Toronto or any of the festivals they've ever heard of, what it's like to go, come on out to Newport Beach and have a great time. Sounds great, like a great parting thought. All right, thank you so much for your time, Greg. Thank you, you take care. Okay, let me stop the recording.